Hey, hey, beautiful human. Welcome to the Soul Revolution Podcast, your cosmic playground for mind, body, and beyond. If you're ready for an epic journey of transformation and evolution, you have come to the right place. Let me tell you, this is not your average self-help show. We are all about keeping it real, relatable, and a ton of fun. Get ready to be inspired by incredible stories that'll make your soul do a happy dance, expert guidance that will light your path, and discover a whole buffet of healing possibilities. Whether you're new to the mindfulness game or you're a seasoned spiritual explorer, we've got something for every human out there. So get comfy, hit that play button, and let's dive into the soul revolution where healing meets happy and magic happens. I cannot wait for you to experience this episode. I sat with the incredible Elizabeth Kipp and we talked all about awakening through trauma. Elizabeth is a stress management and historical trauma specialist, and she uses trauma-trained and yoga-informed addiction recovery coaching along with ancestral clearing, compassionate inquiry, yoga, and a bunch of other tools that she has in her tool bag to help people with their healing. She has healed from over 40 freaking years of chronic pain seriously, 40 years of chronic pain, including anxiety, panic attacks, and addiction. And she now works to help others achieve the same healing for themselves that she experienced directly from the work she teaches, which you're going to listen to this. It's so powerful. She is also the best-selling author of The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. And you can grab her book, along with all of her other tools and resources in all of the links in the show notes. I cannot wait for you to listen in. I cannot wait to hear what you take away. And let's dive right in. Welcome, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to have you here on the Soul Revolution podcast. And I cannot wait. I really, when we had our pre-call and we started talking about everything and we were just talking about this like right before we got started, but we could take this. First of all, I feel like we could talk forever. Number one. Number two, we could talk about a whole bunch of different topics, which I said you're going to, you, I would love to have you on every season and talk about all the things. But this first season, I'm so honored, honored to have you as a guest here and really bringing your story of awakening and awakening through trauma because so many of us have been affected by trauma in so many different ways. We've experienced trauma, myself included. And that part of my story was really what led me to awakening. So I cannot wait for you to share your story, your wisdom, and have this conversation about what awakening looked like for you in the face of the trauma that you experienced. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> so much, Monique. It's great to be here, and I'm excited to be a part of this series for sure. Yeah. Soul revolution, and what it, it's been a revolution and an evolution. Really, yes. the journey's been been pretty amazing. I really started life with trauma. I was born with a closed pyloric valve, and so I couldn't take in substance for a couple of weeks. And my wow. pediatrician they didn't have NICUs back in the day or or surgery mm. for that. My pediatrician 
put my mattress on a 45 degree angle and gravity opened it all by itself, which is amazing. And my mother went into a deep depression right after she delivered me. And so there was this separation. She just like disappeared for nine months. Oh my gosh. So that's a, that's a, I didn't understand the depth of how primal and how mm-hmm. really traumatizing that was until I got into trauma work. And I was like, oh, absolutely. Attachment absolutely. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that really was kind of a foundation for, uh, laid a foundation. And I, and she had bipolar disorder. And so mm. that became kind of living, kind of walking on eggshells as a child. Right. Right. And then I had a physical trauma when I was 14 and, and it broke a, a bone in the base of my spine. And I was just giving you an example of how mm-hmm. focused I was on the pain in my life. I walked away from that accident. I fell wow. on rock, broke a bone, walked away. It hurt, but I was like, I'm good. I can walk. Wow. We never even had an wow. accident. I had surgery 28 years left. Sorry, 14 years later, I had surgery to stabilize because the bone had split in two and the front part had slipped forward in my pelvis and pulled the leg nerves with it. It's that fifth lumbar right above this. So yeah, it took, so it was a lot of pain. And mm. so in the body, in the oh, body. Yeah, oh yeah. It was a lot of pain. Oh yeah. It was a lot of pain in the body. And yeah. there was more pain in the body because I, because of the way I was raised, emotions right. were just not served. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, were, we weren't allowed to emote. We had to be quiet. Right. I mean, my mom was allowed to scream and yell and holler, but uh, the kids were like, you know, stuff it. So right. Depression. So that's, that's a lot of load in the system yeah. and a lot of, a lot of confusion around where is my safety in this moment? Uh, and that's where I was focused. And so even in my pain experience, after I had, I had a lot of surgery, I was married, I had a child, even in that space, when I wasn't focused on my husband or my child, I was focused right. on how do I get out of this thing? Where's my safety and this pain? Experience? Wow. Yes. So, and the doctors told me I wouldn't, they, they told me that I would be in, in, in chronic pain for the rest of my life. I'd be in level seven out of 10 pain and 24 seven for the rest of my life. And I'd mm. be in a wheelchair when I was 40. And that wow. was just like, I felt like I'd gotten locked in a prison. Right you know, by that. And, and I have a science background. And so I, I kind of understood they're experts in the field and that right. was not my field. So I believed him in the moment mm. because I was vulnerable. Yeah. Right? That was my first awakening mm. coming out of that <laughs> because I, I was like, what's wrong with this picture? This can't yeah. be the rest of my life. There's something not right here. Right. Right. And I realized it like snapped you, it snaps you oh, right awake. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I realized he had made an error that mm. he was talking like you will. And he should have said you might wow. <laughs> he didn't do that. And he also forgot that he was living, he's working in a science mm. framework, which is self-limiting within the all that is that we live science. Yes. There's a little piece of it that it can right. only- measure and describe. We live in the all wow. we heal in the all that is. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. There you go. So the awakening was where's my reference point? Right. <laughs> it's my reference point for healing from this this guy who's made a mistake who's sitting in a self-limiting framework or is it wow. within is it within the all that is, which is where wow. Yeah. So that was a huge piece. 
And by doing that, I was also realized, I also realized I wasn't my pain, right? I had identified with my, you know, the physical mental load that I was carrying. I had identified with that, which was an, an error, right? Yeah. So how many years was that? Like, how many years did you live with that identity of like my, I am my pain? Yeah. I, I lived with that for, gosh, I think I was probably 35 by the time mm. I came around. I still had plenty yeah. of pain, but I, right. I was at least able to know I'm observing. And I had a meditation practice and that <sighs> I really feel was the thing wow. that helped yes. me realize I'm watching myself have this experience mm. who I am. Mm-hmm. Right? That's mm-hmm. what gave me the, the the distance. And that right there is, is, is a space of healing. I swear that was the thing that kept me going all this as I was, I was on medication prescribed opiates and benzodiazepines, anti-anxiety medicine for 31 years. Wow. Starting when I was 28. And they, and until, and I finally found a doctor who really understood the nature of chronic pain. Right. And, help me really was the medication was causing me more mm. problems than anything else. But the doctors, that was their answer. This is our best answer. And I was like, well, I'm right. going to keep until I find a better answer. Right. <laughs> and so even in with all of that, the fact that I had a meditation practice was the saving grace because mm. I, yes, I'm having this experience, but it's not who I am. Yes. Okay. That's huge because meditation was a huge part of my awakening as well. Like it's, I think mm, people don't give it enough credit (laughs) that it's so, it's such a, it's not, I don't want to say simple. It's a simple thing. Like you think like, but it really is such a seed planted, right. That opens us up because it allows us to tap into that space of the all that is right. It allows us even for just a moment or a few minutes, it's like reconnecting us back to that inner knowing that we know that helps us in our humanness, like all those nudges that you were getting, like, that's not right. Like that just doesn't feel right. Even though logically he's a doctor, he knows what he's talking about, but it's something doesn't feel right. And I personally, in my own experience, meditation allowed me to open up into receiving more and connecting more with what I innately know is there is more than just the linear, right? There is more than just the linear that the world is, is so prominently teaching us and allowing myself to expand into that with meditation. But I, I also didn't realize that until later, like you were saying, like that, that was such a key component for me. And what I clicked into when you said that was, and I wanted to ask you this question, do you feel or think that maybe meditation as you were working with and moving through all of this and trying to find the answers, find the way to your healing, that that was your safety in those moments, like going back to that space? No question about it. No question about Mm. it. I, I will as gracefully as possible share with you I don't want to trigger the audience, share with you an experience I had post-surgery where they, because they were worried about addiction to pain medication, they didn't give mm-hmm. me any afterwards after surgery. And wow. I was in hospital for probably four weeks and two of those weeks in this one hospital where I'd had wow. this surgery. And after two weeks, they took me to another hospital and then they gave me some pain medicine finally. Wow. But in that in that two-week period, well, they the nurse came in and said, here, you can have two Tylenol. And they were straight up just regular strength Tylenol. I was like, why don't you just give me water? You know, it's like right. that. 
what is this going to do? (laughs) I mean, I took them, but it didn't, you know, it didn't, but you know what did? Because in that moment, the pressure in the system, right? Mind, body, spirit system, the pressure felt so great that I felt like I was on this line, this, I was walking this tightrope. And on one side, I was going to have a heart attack from the stress or on the other side, if I fell on the other side, I'd go crazy. I just, I got crazy in my family. So I kind of tend to go there, right? So my mother's bipolar. But you know how I stayed on that, how I stayed on that wire? Meditation. Mm. Mm. This breath, this breath, this moment, this moment, this moment. I did that for two weeks, got Mm. through. When I was doing that. Yeah. That's the power of meditation. Yes. 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 It's so powerful. And because on either side of that rope is the mind saying, Mm. if I do this, I'm going to have a heart attack. And, but if I do this, I'm going to go crazy. Well, that's the mind making a story. Right. Right. Oh, Oh, it's so good. How many times have I been there in that? You know what I mean? Like it's, I I literally flipped to instances where I felt like that, like literally felt like that because things, big life experiences happen, you know, could be very traumatic, like what you experienced in very painful things and other instances. Like I was just thinking through my divorce, like I've felt in that space, literally like I was on that tightrope and exactly what you said, like either side was not any better than the other side. (laughs) It was a matter of staying on the tightrope, like staying on the tightrope. Yeah. How do you do that? You stay in the moment. You stay right here, right now, which is what our meditation teaches us. Right. You know, Yeah. and we can watch the thoughts just parade through the mind, but it's not who we are and it's not what's happening in this moment. I'm just right here. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm not my thoughts making up the story. Right. I'm, I'm watching myself have the experience of those thoughts, but I'm not who I'm not that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we are not our thoughts, but it's practice, right? Like practice of remembering that and over and over and over. And that's where, I mean, the practice and meditation gets us there. It's, it's literally a practice. There's no way. And the grace, if you fall off the tightrope, right, <laughs> you're going to fall off. So yes. And what's interesting about the meditation practice, it it might be just following the breath, or it might be following a sound, or it might be chanting, or it might be sitting in silence and experiencing just being, there's lots of different ways. The thing about it, though, is that I practice every day, and Mm -hmm. I haven't been since I started, like, I don't know, 1976 or something. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's kind of like, Every meditation is perfect, right? It doesn't really matter how many times my mind comes in totally. and my attention away. Yes. I just it matters how many times I come back. So I just right. However, some days are I'm more focused than others. It, it, yep. it, it, no judgment there is part of the deal. And right. the thing is, is that first of all, that is one of the most powerful ways to heal the changes that chronic pain brings, which trauma brings chronic Mm -hmm. pain into the system. It changes the brain. It changes the way the brain processes things. It makes us more negative and, you Mm -hmm. know, and meditation is one of the things that quiets the mind, keeps us in being so freaking agitated from 
the trauma that we is unresolved in the system. It helps right. quiet the mind. And so, so I practice. And then when I get up off of my practice and go into quote unquote real life, right. and <laughs> life comes rushing in and boom, yes. so like something happens and I'm like, ah, yeah. my meditation practice is right there for me. Yeah. That I remember, oh, I can pause and drop into mm. the breath and I'm not my thoughts about this right. situation. <laughs> And I, I'm not even this, I'm experiencing mm-hmm. this situation, but it's not who I am. It, it completely, it's a game changer in terms totally. of the way I interact with the environment. I'm not yes. so like freaked out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. Yes. And the other thing that's cool is we get into the practice of meditation and that's all it is. It's not yeah. some complicated like thing right. I have to figure out. It's just like, do the thing, yeah. do the thing. So I can, for me, because I have my habit, because I was trained as a research scientist. So like figuring mm. out stuff is like, I have this part of me that's very trained for that. In yeah. meditation is the opposite of that. It's right. <laughs> you don't have to do any of that anymore. Yeah. And it's like, I rest there. Talk about, so this is why it's a place of safety. There's right. nothing to figure out. It's just, mm. it's just this moment and yeah. there's no ego and story and all that. You right. can watch that come in, but it's not the process. Right. This, right. This is the thing that's so cool. We're fully awake in that space. It's so good. It's so good. And I think that we are fully awake. That is where the awakening, how you allow it to come in, right? Is you are fully awake in that state. And it's so that's where then the clarity starts coming in, right? And then it's like connecting to the next right step and the next right step. But it's from that space of being able to just like you said, allow the thoughts, allow the whatever to come in, but it ju- it just kind of floats away. Again, it takes a lot of practice, especially for someone who's listening to this and is like, you know, we come to a lot of, I've come in to encounter a lot of people who are like, I can't, I can't meditate. They want their life to change. They want their life to, they want to awaken. They want to experience what it feels like life on the other side, right? Like of awakening, like what that they're tired of the way their life is feeling. Sure. They've experienced a lot of trauma and they don't know, they haven't flipped to the other side, but then they also say, I can't meditate. I can't. Right. And it's, that's the thing is, well, that'd be the mind coming in and making a right. story again. Right. <laughs> the mind, I can't do it. But yeah. the thing about that's so interesting to me, it's the most natural state of the human mm. is the being, not the mm-hmm. doing, which right. we have to we have to effort when there's the doing. Yeah. Right. Oh, I have meditation's not about doing. That's the beauty. Oh, I don't know how to meditate. I can't meditate. There's no doing. Right. None of that. Right. It just track the breath. It's really, it's really pretty simple. Well, what does the mind? I don't even know. How do you even live like that? <laughs> yeah, <That's Yeah>. <laughs> you have to be able to just, you know, give yourself the gift of having an, a new experience. Don't go looking for anything because as soon as right. you start looking for something, you've lost it. Right? Just you're doing. Then, then you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Then you're doing. So we just in this being space. So you'll see it. Anyone who does the practice. I mean, I teach meditation. It sounds like yeah. you could do, you know, from your experience. Yeah. So it's, it's easy enough to teach. And, and if you can let go of the story that I yeah. can't do it, you're in right. for, you're in for a new perspective. You'll, you'll, you're in for an awakening, way. honestly. You're in for an awakening. <laughs> a whole new perspective on r- reality, right? Yeah. 
Okay. So I let's, so here we are, I'm in, I'm in with you and you get into the space where you're like, okay, I know I can, there's something else. There's another answer for me to heal. And it's through this coming back to the safety of meditation. How does your life change from like that moment? Was it a gradual change where you experienced, because I feel like some people, everyone's awakening experience is also different, right? It's so unique to our own journey. So for you, what did that look like? Like, how did you experience this trauma from literally from birth and even generationally, right? Like all of this trauma that that came with you in your journey in this lifetime. And then you experience it growing up, you experience a physical trauma, right? That radically shifts your whole life. And then there's trauma with the doctors that they're saying all this stuff. And then you experience your awakening. What changes for you from that point forward? What shifts and how does your life look different? I I love that question. The shift was, again, where am I looking for my reference point? Mm. So the way I was raised was when the kids got sick or they, you know, injured themselves on another or whatever, the adults would rush into the room and try and do whatever they could to stop the pain immediately. So A, we're in in war with pain. That was the, (laughs) that was the Mm. message. And the second thing was, let's get you to a doctor, right? We'll get you to a hospital, get you to a doctor. So what's happening? They're trying to, they're trying to suppress your inner experience. They're denying, they're trying to make it stop. So that's, Message number one. Message number two is we're looking out there Outside. for our healing. Yeah. Right now, I get that we 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 want healthcare providers of any kind to support us in our healing journey, but the healer is the inside. Yes, that was the perspective. I was like, wait a minute, the power of my healing is inside, not in the doctor and the hospital and the surgery and all the stuff, Mm. which is for because of my science and my upbringing, I kept looking out there. And so this, this, this awakening where where the pressure again, just got so great. (laughs) Something's got to give and it's not going to be me. not going to be me in, in terms of the, my life. I'm going right. to, if something, I knew something within me needed to change yes. is what I mean. It wasn't yeah. going to be like, I couldn't keep going the way I was. Yeah. Like just quit and give up. And yeah, this is, ex- it's not going to be you and accepting what everyone else was saying exactly. to continue to do life the way it's been done. Like, exactly. right. It's that uh, you keep doing what you always do. You're always going to keep getting what you always got. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, yeah, something. So, so it was, it was really important for me to understand doctors can stitch up a wound and set a bone and they can give us their, their best, you know, understanding around healing, what optimal setting, optimal conditions for healing, but they can't tell the body how to heal. Only the body knows that. Uh And that took me from being in this place of victimhood. Oh, Mm. it's me to a place of, and and I have to look out there. I am waiting on these other people, other things out there to help serve me. It's right here. So my reference point changed and that Wow. That just completely changed the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's honestly reclaiming your power. Exactly. Yeah. I actually, you know, realized, oh, I have power here. And then later when I met Dr. Prescott, who who got me off all the medication and and really helped, I mean, I went into his program, the chronic pain for pain management program with 40 years of chronic pain. And I walked out 52 days later with no pain. Wow. 
which is astonishing. And he had a 94% success rate in that program. So it wasn't just like, oh, Lizzie's so special. Right. You know, it wasn't about that. But he asked a very important question. He asked, he and he asked everybody, and I was so surprised when he said it. He said, what are you doing to contribute to your pain? And I'm wow. like, you're, you're just talking to fighting words there. You're in a room right. with chronic pain sufferers and you're asking them, what are they doing? And wow. Yeah, total, even in that space, I was a yeah. I was right. thinking Vic, the pain's doing it to me, and it's how I mm-hmm. manage it as to how mm-hmm. not so. How I was managing it, the meaning, the stories I was making about the pain. Oh my gosh, that's so yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I, what I had realized, the awakening I had in that moment. Yes. So he took us again from a place of victim to empowerment in that moment, mm-hmm. just with the question. Right. What I learned from him in that moment has that I've been calling my pain bad my whole life. Mm. And pain just is. It's information. Yeah. It's not right. or bad. It's just information. And when we call it bad, that's a story with the spin and a negative. And then right. we're off to it's the gonna races. determine how we feel, what we do. Yeah. 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 We're off into the races into suffering. Yes. Yes. I heard there's a quote that or somebody, or or maybe it's the truth. I don't even know. You'll probably know this, but that pain, because it is neither good or bad, that it can feel, if depending on how we determine, it can feel good, right? Like it can feel, it doesn't have to feel bad. It can feel good in a moment, in a moment, right? Like when you scratch an itch, that's right. That's actually, that can, you know, if you scratch it, pain feels, yes. That's an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's incredible, but you're right. It is the story we tell. And then our life, we build our life around it. And it's incredible to see where that, the, the initial moment from you literally awakening from your trauma, but also through the trauma, what's possible for others, because now you can show others how to do it, right? Like you can show them the way through. So how do you help people now? I, I, well, I do. I'm a stress management specialist and, I, and I'm an addiction recovery coach because that was kind of part of the thing too. Yeah. And I do ancestor clearing, but I'll tell you, it's a very interesting uh, space to hold because mm. I really feel like it's a very interesting space to teach from because I feel like I can open the door. Yeah. Because like this is the world that you can, if you, you know, go this way, but they have to right. walk through. They have to Oh yeah. Through. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I am with you on that one. That's all we can do. I mean, like literally, that's all that's all we have is to open the door and say, I can show you the way. People literally have to choose to walk through it. And you and I can also, this is what, you know, life teaches us, you know, the school of hard knocks teaches us. Mm-hmm. We can see the blocks that are in there in the way. We can see the yeah. blocks that the client has to keeping them from walking, that the gate that's in the way of them walking through, right? So yeah. that's another job that I do is to help. Yeah. Help, oh, what, what, what about that? This, yeah. You know, tell me more about that and see if, you know, I, I kind of like, I try and guide them. Yes. I do. And I I try and do it like in the Socratic method where they come up with the answer. I don't give the answer. Yeah. Same. I do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun game. We like to play. (laughs) It's so much more powerful when they, you know, it is you again, you're empowering the client to, to, to show them that they're, that they have their own power. 
Right. I mean, that that's, this is, this is the game. It is. It, it literally is. It's like, you know, I had this vision the other day of really what the awakening is, is taking our torch because we've been awake, woken up. We woke up out of our darkness and it's taking our torch and lighting someone else's torch, right? Like they have to be ready to, to dip it into our torch and light theirs. But that's really what it is. It's like, honestly, if we continue to do, if more and more people continue to awaken, all they're doing is then saying, Hey, I know the way I have a torch and want to light yours. And <laughs> Be willing to guide them in that way with like this, sharing our stories, sharing our truth, sharing the the various ways and methods, because you have such a vast, not only knowledge and the wisdom, but so many uh, like tools in your toolkit and how you can help people in their spaces and their various spaces. Like there you have your toolkit is just like, it's, I, I look at it and I feel like I'm looking at like the crown jewels. <laughs> It's so glorious because you were so, was that something like in all of the various, like, obviously when you worked with Dr. Kreskin, like that was, was that something you were called to in your awakening to go work with, you know, what was it that took you there to that space? And then what led you to the other various modalities and things that you started using for yourself that led you to having this toolkit that you can help others with? Well, thank you for the question. First of all, meditation, as I said, I started that, you know, ages ago, but I actually got to a point in my, it was about almost 10 years ago now, it'd be around 10 years ago now, because I kind of, when I went to see him, it was the 15th of September when I went into his program mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Wow. I got to a point in my journey where I was like, I can't do this anymore and I need help on some other level because what I'm working with now is not enough. And yeah, I got to change direction here because it's going to take me down if I don't. And that is an interesting call to the universe. Mm-hmm. And I don't call myself a manifester in, in human design. Yeah. They, I'm, I, I, I end up being, a, they call me a manifester. That's the mm-hmm. way my numbers work. Yeah. Which is interesting. But I asked for help. I asked for help from the universe and I mm-hmm. asked for help in my friend and my son knew someone who knew Dr. Peter. Oh, wow. And, and, and he called me and he didn't, he didn't, he knew I was a chronic pain person, but I didn't know really his deal. And I didn't really understand the science of yeah. pain at that point. And he said, he said, I, I, he said, I, I, he never promised me that my pain would go away, but he promised me, he did say, I can help you reset your stress response. And mm. He knew I was having panic attacks. And I never told him that, but I was having wow. right and center and I couldn't see the pattern. And as a scientist trying to see the pattern, I couldn't yeah. see the pattern. The only pattern was there's no pattern. That was driving me crazy. Yeah. And he's I and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> right. Like, Sold. I'm in. Let's go. You know. So he and he and I don't was already doing also I had I had a I had a yoga practice of about 20 years, a d- very gentle yoga practice that really kept me flexible and limber in, in all mm-hmm. of this. And, and and then I got into his program and, and when I got out 50 duty, he brought in Qigong. So I, I learned mm. and he brought in adversity, adversity therapy and I learned ancestral wow. therapy. And that's why I became an ancestor. Wow. They had John Newton was there, who's the health beyond belief guy who does ancestral clearing. He trains, trains people to be practitioners of it. And it was so powerful. I was like, dude, you know, when's your next training? <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. So it was that. And then I, I got out of, I left, I left that program and I, 
I stayed in Los Angeles for about two or three months and mm-hmm. kind of got my sea legs and my recovery there. And I that's when I started doing Kundalini yoga, mm. which was a whole other, like up-leveled my yoga practice yeah. big time. And then I became a Kundalini yoga teacher afterwards. Wow. And now I do trauma-informed Kundalini style, which is a little different. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and I, and I went on and learned, I learned bilateral EFT tapping, which is a little different than EFT tapping. It's kind of mm. a, 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 like kind of EFT tapping with steroids on it. It's like, mm. it's got a little bit stronger. Love this. To it. Yes. And, and then I went into t- actual trauma training and I, and I learned polyvagal therapy theory, mm. theory. And I really worked with that, had a ton of yoga teacher training around polyvagal theory. And so and I did a lot around addiction recovery. And so that's, oh, I just thanks. kind of kept building like the tools I was using. Yes. I was like, this is working for me. I'm going to teach it. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's what's in my tool belt is what is working. Yeah. And I, I just love it. So blessed with so many good teachers yes. as it sounds like you have as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, I wrote down, I have chills right now because you know, anyone listening to this or watching this and coming in and saying, you know, they resonate a lot. They've experienced trauma. They've experienced, you know, a, a life where they're like, I, I want to change it. I'm ready. I'm ready to do something different. I'm ready to experience my own awakening or maybe the next awakening, right? Like I, there are so many different, I feel like awaken. I, I don't know. I can't even keep count anymore. <laughs> so many. I think I just had one the other day too. Lord have mercy. But The question, the two things that I wrote down in you sharing that is the first thing is we have to ask for help, like be willing to ask for help because literally left to our own devices in our own sick mind and sometimes our sick body, right? And and I say sick and like the trauma, the life experiences, the things that were all of that stuff that we're soaking up makes us not well. It makes us not feel good or think good thoughts or do good things based on those thoughts. It's it's unwell. And in that unwell state left to our own devices and trying to figure it out on our own, it's not always going to lead us into healing. It's not always going to lead us into the place that we that we desire to be because sometimes the darkness gets really, really dark. And we have to be willing to just ask for help. And sometimes that's just from God, universe, spirit, source. That's it. Like that's all you need to be able to do. And then start asking the people around you. Start asking, you know, if if your immediate family isn't the safe space, like reach out to the other who else extended that you feel is safe that you can reach out for. And it sometimes it's just that, like, I just need some, I need some help. Like, I don't even know something different. I don't like what I'm doing isn't working for me, but being able to ask for help because that was my thing. What you did was exactly my thing. I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. You have to get me out of this. I can't do it. Like, can't live like this. And I was living in a silent depression, literally, just like you were saying you were, you know, having the panic attacks. Nobody really kind of probably knew what was happening. Nobody knew if you go back and look on all of my social media at that time, like 2017, everything looks fine. Everything looks great. Everything looks totally fine from the outside, inside, literally dying inside, literally dying inside until I, and I didn't want to ask humans for help. So I had to ask the only other thing that I could because I was done. And like you said, for me, I was done, but not in the like done 
space of like, I don't want to be on this earth anymore. It was done. I'm done feeling this way. I'm done living this way. I'm done living in my pain. And that, that for me was the emotional pain, right? It wasn't the physical body pain. It was, it it started manifesting that way. I started having anxiety attacks. I started having panic stuff. I started having heart issues and things that I thought like were body stuff, but it was all the way to that emotion. If we don't get to a place where we're able to ask for help, you just, nothing's going to, we have to ask for help. Like for you saying that was like so spot on, so spot on, so powerful. Like that's all we have to do to start, get the ball rolling. Yeah. It's almost surprising how much power that it's almost yeah. like, how can it be that powerful? Well, yeah, we're going to try because it's, it's, it's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Yeah. And then the thing after that is saying yes, like to the thing, it's like, we ask for the help, the help will come. <laughs> The help will come. For me, it came in the form of the healing modality that came to me. And sometimes it's going to come in the form of someone introducing you to this doctor who has all of these tools and resources. And if you hadn't said yes, after you asked for the help, then what, right? Like then we're all, again, it goes back to, we're going to keep staying living in the patterns that the trauma, the wounds that all of that has given us, or we do something to shift into a different gear. When we ask for the help, when we receive, when the help is served up to us on a really beautiful platter, it's saying, okay, all right, I'm in, let's go, let's do this. Like, let's see what could be different if I did something different outside of what I've, my experience has told me to this point. Yeah, we have to be, it's that. And we also have to be, she so talk about awakening. Mm. This might sound a little bit dra- dramatic, but it, it's, it's actually appropriate for this context. Yeah. We have it. to be willing to die mm-hmm. to the part of us that was in that yeah. pattern to create, to, to awaken into a new one. Yes. That's that literally what it is. Yeah. That's truly what the awakening is, is dying to yourself over and over and over again to those versions that aren't our truest self, right? It's not the truest essence of who we are and what we were called literally brought here to be. We have to have a lot of these experiences but in the way it is the awakening is the dying to self. And that's why I said, I feel like I've had like, I don't even countless awakenings because it's the continuous death to my old self to awaken into that next higher version. The truest me really is what it is. It's a, it's almost like coming back home, you know, it's like shedding those, it is those layers. Home. It is coming. It's a coming back home because you're not, we're, we're not awakening into this whole new, you're not a new you. It's the real us. It's coming back into the real us that the pain that we experience, the trauma that we experience, the life, everything that is around us that we created through the trauma, through the pain experiences, all of that, that wasn't the truest version of who we are. So it is, it's like a lot of all of those beliefs and thoughts and, and the pain heal, being able to heal the pain, but allowing it to say, okay, I'm going to awaken, but it's really a homecoming back to, oh yeah, that's the truth of who I am. That is the truth. This is who I am. And awaken back into that again and again and again, reconnecting back to that is it's the most beautiful, powerful thing, but also it's a lot of work. Like it's a lot of choosing to do it, right? Choosing not to stay connected to those old stories that the pain, that the trauma, that the experiences tell us. It's a choosing to disconnect from them, awaken into a new story. 
and I'll give the you real an example story. of of when I'll give you another example of when I I had an awakening within the pain experience. Mm. I told you about that the the type rope. I'm going to give you another yep. experience. Yeah. So I I I broke my wrist, my forearm up at the wrist. Oh, wow four or five years ago okay. and it, it broke into seven pieces and the grace in the accident was they all broke in place. So all I needed wow. was, that was, that was like, we were all like, Whoa, <laughs> 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 like we were just, wow. And so, so I had a cast and it blew out the wrist joint and the, and the, all the joints in the lower hand. So it was a lot of swelling and, and, and it, it was a mess for a while, but remember I'm in recovery from opiate addiction mm. and benzos. So I was, I was like, oh, I have tools now. I don't need them. Right. They were like, you know, here are your opiates. And I'm like, I don't know. Well, you better take them because we're not giving them to you. If you like call us tonight, it's like, okay, whatever. But I came home and I, and I, I, I didn't take them. And wow. there, there were reasons for that. I, I knew that it would dehydrate me and it would yeah. keep me from breathing properly and all the things that my body's trying to do to heal. They kind right. of want that, you know? Right. So I, so I was like, okay, time for meditation, Elizabeth. You've got to, you know, bring mm. it. <laughs> and so, and very, a lot of pain in the arm. And, and, and so I got, I lay down and I'm in my meditation and I, it's really hard to describe this, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the outcome. Yeah. I just somehow, there was a part of me that was resisting mm. the, the pain experience. There was a part of me that was like, Rrr, you know, like, I don't like this. There was, part yeah. of me, and I can't tell you exactly where that was, but somehow through the meditation process, I was able to kind of meet that and surrender to the pain experience that I, and this was what that was like. That pain turned straight up into energy. Wow. Any more like tightness or pain with it, it was just yeah. energy. So imagine, imagine Niagara Falls and then imagine putting a, a pipe around Niagara Falls and the pressure mm. going through that pipe, right? That was my arm. And the meditation process took the pipe away and all there wow. was, was energy. That and and my healers, I had like an acupuncturist, I had a functional yeah. doctor, I had an orthopedic, and I had a physical therapist. And they all at my age, and I was like nine or sixty or something when I was when I when that happened, mm-hmm. they, all, they all were shocked at how fast yeah. they were like, How how is this even possible? And I swear it was because I was not resisting the process. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so freaking powerful. Like I cannot even imagine that, but it's the truth. It's the power of surrender and being with the pain, being with the pain and allowing it to shift. It just is what it is. And I didn't expect anything. I just knew there was a part of me that was, Mm. I'm a great fighter. I'll fight. You know, I just, yeah, me too. (laughs) Yep. That's not always the optimal position. No, 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 it's not, especially fighting the fight is not going to get us. I mean, that resistance to that pain, that is like, that's such a powerful moment. And exactly what you said, what an awakening in the awakening, like how much power there is that we have in the face of like actual physical pain like this, because the pain that you had lived with for so long, chronic pain is almost like we get used to living with it. Right. So we can manage it. It's like, it's a part of life because you can, it's a part of life. Like you got, you got this, you get it. It, It's annoying. Doesn't feel good, but you kind of get it. But when there's that like acute 
an accident, something like that, like you break something, you literally, I feel like you, you warriored up against this thing. Like, let's go. Come on. Let me, <laughs> I got you. I got your number pain. Let's try this one. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. As I said, it, it's it's information in the system trying to give us a message. Mm-hmm. And the meaning that we make of the message is, is really determines the power of the healing that we're yeah. able to kind of access in the moment. Mm-hmm. Because it's not the mind that's creating, the, the power to heal is already in there. We're just trying mm-hmm. to remove the blocks that we have to it. Yes. I love this so much. Well, I, we could talk forever, like we always say, and we will, we will continue talking forever on different episodes and different topics. And I can't wait, but I would love for you to share with the audience. You're giving away two beautiful gifts that will, I feel like allow them to connect with their own potential awakening or next awakening with, and I'd love you to talk about your two free gifts. The first one is about relieving stress, anxiety, fear. That's huge. I think that in of itself, the stress, anxiety, fear halts us from the awakening. It can empower us to awaken, or if, depending on how you communicate with it, can halt you from awakening and really allowing your, allowing the Niagara Falls of your whole existence to flow. And then the second I can't wait to hear about is your, the ancestral clearing and the ebook that you're, that you're gifting. So want to share about those? Sure. Yeah. The five ways to relieve stress, anxiety, and fear uh-huh. is a seven part email because there's two bonuses mm, and yeah. it's it's there's a each day there's a, a topic around managing any any of those those things and then a, a practical mm. a practical tool that you can use and I used all the tools so yes they're ones that I, I that I that I work and if you have any problem with them you just come to me and I'll yes <laughs> love this so that, I love so this kind of comes with you know the Elizabeth guarantee yes um, perfect and, and <laughs> that's so a big one that and then the other one the ancestral clearing prayers ancestral clearing is a, a process a beautiful process modality that mm. helps us release the burdens from the past not just in this lifetime but in the yes. And there are 10 ancestral clearing prayers that mm. give you a, the ver- each one of them is powerful in its own right. They're all kind of yeah. different aspects. One's around, around abundance. There's some, they're all different, all different aspects of yeah. uh, the burden that we can carry from our past, including our lineage, you know, like around trauma from war or yep. uh, abundance issues around scarcity, you know, yes. and stuff, right? In the, in the past. So that's, uh, and that's a, a, give you a taste. You can read those prayers and mm. you'll have experience. There are five so different powerful. techniques in ancestral clearing. And that's one of them is just mm. to read the, read the prayers. So powerful. And then tell us about your book because oh, I right. can't wait to get this. Yes. So my book is called The Way Through Chronic Pain, mm. Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. Yes. And it's actually the follow-up to Dr. Peter Prescott's Conquer Chronic Pain. And mm-hmm. This is the doctor so who good. passed away. He passed away in 2016, but I was in his program in 2013 and he wrote wow. this book, left us this book. I helped him write the exercises in the back of the book because I, oh had, been in, I had done them and I know how to write. Yeah. So this is the doctory researchery part, which is okay. Great. And this is, the, yeah. this is the patient manual. Mm. This is how I did it. And it's really about the voice. It's for doctors 
doctors, chronic pain sufferers, also family members, nurses, anybody who's taking care of a chronic pain patient can use this book because I brought in the voice, what it's like, the voice, the inner voice of a chronic yes. pain sufferer. Mm. Because they don't, we don't tell the truth. Right. We're either complaining all the time or we're quiet. Mm. You know, we're kind of like that. And so yeah. neither of those is the truth. <laughs> so anyway. And neither of those are going to heal you. <laughs> yes, neither of those are going to heal. So, so those, are, those are the two. Those are the that, So that's powerful. My, that's, my, that's my book. And you can get them both on Amazon. Perfect. I can't wait. We're going to link everything in the show notes. I am so excited to connect you with the community and the people that I know that are are living with chronic pain right now, living with their trauma, living with their wounds. And, and I also, you know, we need to express that chronic pain isn't always physical. Chronic pain is also emotional, mental, spiritual, like, and that's why what you do is so powerful because you have the tools for all of that. Yeah. Thank you for that. The brain can't tell the difference between a broken bone and a broken heart. It Mm. all sends the same signals to the brain. It hurts. And so a chronic pain is anything that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. So grief is a chronic pain experience. Going through a divorce Mm -hmm. is a chronic pain experience. Um, There's the, you know, betrayal experience. There's lots of different kinds of emotional pain experiences that, that can be, that, that are chronic, that cause this changes in the brain, this negative mind, chaos mm-hmm. and confusion in the brain, you know, a lot of dis- dysregulation in the nervous system. And that, that's what, that's, that's what I work with. Yeah. Well, thank you because you doing this work for yourself first, healing yourself first, and then showing others that it's possible, that it's possible to heal chronic pain in whichever way it's coming in, whichever way it's being stored in the system, and then allowing them to awaken back to the true, the true self that they are to the truth that is in them already. And so that they can go out and live the life that they were called to. We're not, we're not called to live a life in chronic pain where we were not brought here to live that. May we have the, these experiences totally, but to live that way is, I don't believe that that's what we're called to live in an experience for, for the rest of our life here. So I think it's phenomenal, beautiful. I am so honored to have you here and a part of the soul revolution and, and may this episode and your work and connecting with you serve the intended, reach the intended and bring all of the those souls who are in chronic pain and desiring to awaken and desiring to live a pain, pain-free life in many different ways and go out and serve the world the way that they're called to. I am so excited to see who connects with you and as your work evolves, I'm excited to stay connected and experience a lot of what you have as well. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for being you. Well, thank you so much, Renee. This has been wonderful. I know it's going to be fun. We'll see you next time. Hey friend. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode. We hope your soul is stirred and your human has been inspired. Now, the magic doesn't stop here. We would love to have you with us over in our Happy Human community on Facebook where you can connect more with our guests, get access to free tools and resources, and best of all, be immersed in a really rad community that will continue to support you on your journey. Simply search Facebook for Happy Human Community, that's human spelled H-Y-O-U-M-A-N, and we will see you on the inside. Now, if you're hungry for even deeper transformation, please visit happyhuman.com, that's H-A-P-P-Y-H-Y-O-U-M-A-N.com, 
and sign up for our next Core Wound Healing group session. This is our pay what you can offering to the world because we truly believe that healing should be accessible to every human. Remember, your presence helps the world shine even brighter. So keep seeking healing, keep spreading the love, and keep embracing the happy human within you because that is the key to your soul revolution. Thank you.